It is time now for the preview. Nick Burney, Brad Gray, join me for this uh, gala 10 race card. I'll say good morning to you firstly. Brad, how are you? Yeah, good morning, Luke. Good morning, all the listeners, and, and Merry Christmas. I'm hoping that Alicia's uh, left that tailor-made driver in the box under the tree, so it's not too much of a giveaway, uh, given its shape, that new, <laughs> new driver you asked for. <laughs> yeah, I'll even cop a set of new set of golf shoes. Uh, it doesn't have to be the driver. I probably don't hit driver well enough to get a new one, Brad. Or maybe a bigger one. Yeah, I need, I need more <laughs> ability, maybe. <laughs> Mate, um, excited for this card. Obviously, uh, we're hoping to fill the stockings uh, to pay for all these presents. Well, yeah, that's your idea, isn't it? I think it's a meeting that you've got to play with a relatively straight bat. Now, the first thing I tend to do when I look at races is see if I can get the favourite beat. But in a lot of instances, I think the market's got it pretty well bang on. So keen to see what these two-year-olds do in the opener. Uh, Sacred Fort has come out this morning, but straight charge. His Magic Millions credentials go on the line. The same can be said for Erno's Cube. And what do we do with Tarpolin? Um, I don't know, but we've just been waiting for Godolphin to, to unleash a few of their two-year-olds. And maybe that juggernaut, maybe those afterburners are just starting to kick into gear. Mm, absolutely, mate. Uh, excited to see what he can do on debut. Tarpaul and certainly appeared to trial well. Nick Burney joins us as well. Uh, Nick, good morning to you. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, good way to start. Um, Luke, uh, what do I want for Christmas? Um, oh, geez, a new surfboard wouldn't go astray. Um, might be asking for too much there. But uh, morning to you, Brad, and everyone listening in. And Yeah, pretty keen on today's meeting. I think there's a couple of nice bets, especially later on in the day. But um, yeah, gonna gonna fire away and maybe get a couple of extra vouchers late uh, for the partner if we can. Love it, mate. Um, well, I've got one for you. Um, a new photo for our Sky Racing viewers. I mean, you look good, but gee, it's very pixelated. Very pixelated. <laughs> I can't see it, but I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I look awful, but um, maybe some improvement for 2024. <laughs> What, you got? You want to weigh in there, Brad, on that Nick Burney photo? That's a great shot. Well, maybe one. if he does get his surfboard, we can get one of him out in the waves for yeah. a shot. <laughs> a good a shot. Colour. In a barrel or something, yeah, yeah boys. that's it. Let's, I reckon on millions to get the surfboard. Millions and drifting. Uh, let's kick it off, guys. First of 10 races is for the two-year-olds. Uh, no Andrew Hurley this week, so I'll do my best to provide as much as I can as far as uh, the prices go. At the moment, the tab has taken uh, this market down uh, for race number one, but uh, before that went uh, and disappeared, it was uh, one Pisces seven fifty scratched three straight charge a dollar fifty five uh, tarpaulin number four eight fifty seventy one for number five uh, capricious bell twenty one for number six climate change seven Erno's cube three dollars ninety and scratch the bottom two favourite uh, straight charge a dollar fifty five obviously commanding most of the attention here guys in race number one. Yeah, and he should command the front as well. I think he rolls across and dictates. Climate change comes across to keep him company. Uh, it was a galloper that was quite good there in Melbourne on debut. And other than that, I think from what we've seen in the trials and what we've seen from these horses in the most recent starts, they just find their feet and hit the line. So, yeah, he has to be a starting point here, Nick. Uh, but do you want to take a dollar fifty-five? Yeah, that's all it came down uh, with me, Brad. Look, I'm numbers 7, 3, 1 and 4. And look, I didn't have much between them. But just at the prices, I put those Cube on, on on top just as the slide overlay. Um, just couldn't charge into the twos on straight charge. But with those Cube, I thought uh, she was really solid there. Um, uh, first, uh, first, Coming back first up back there at Newcastle, she tried well. She ran very fast time that day. And thought there was a bit of style about her win. She's clearly come back improved from that race experience. And... I just liked how she was ridden with cover. She really was asked to hit the line and ran good late splits. 35 days between runs. But is that really improving type? And I, I only see the 1,100 looking like a plus for her. 
Um, no knock on the favourite straight charge, just the price. Um, Waterhouse and Bot, they might just add another two-year-old winner to their season. He looks to another one that's come back really well off his recent trials, running time, responding well under pressure to win those two heats. Straight to the front, really hard to uh, run down. Pisces, the other one with the race experience, did have every chance there at Kemler, but was slightly outsprinted, but knuckled down hard late there to score, and the 1100 looks ideal. And Tarpolin, couldn't agree more, guys. Don't know, didn't know what to do with him, but nice type. Showed very strong closing speed in a recent trial, and think he's going to be better in time, but will be running on hard. But with Erno's cube, just at the better odds, seven, three, one, and four, Brad. Yeah, he comes at a very slow heat, doesn't he, Tarpolin? So he was tricky to get a line on, but you're right, his late strength was the key takeaway, and the fact that he had to go a long way back from a, a wide gate in the trial here is John Barrier one, so I think he can park up considerably closer. That said, I've got him as the danger to straight charge. I'm going with straight charge, three, four, seven, and one, the stable airborne. With their two-year-olds, I can see that he is priced on potential, uh, and you're taking a dollar fifty largely on the back of a couple of barrier trials. But seeing is believing. I think he has gone to a, another level again. And interesting enough, this race has produced the runner-up in the Magic Millions Classic the past two years: Platinum Jubilee and Russian Conquest. So the stay will be hoping that Straight Charge can potentially go one better than that. Uh, but I think he gets his his campaign underway here. Tarpolin, he's the wild card. I'd like to see some market support. I can't wait to see him in the yard. But to, to this point, there has been a, a nibble of support, which is encouraging. Seven Erno's cube, no real knock there. Has to stretch to 1,100 metres now, but she was so impressive at the end of 900 metres in the Max Lee's Classic. That was five weeks ago. Ran very fast time, albeit on a day that was tailwind assisted. But the way she hit the line and charged right through it suggests that the trip holds no fears and best of the rest is Pisces. I know the margin was only narrow there on debut, uh, but I quite like the way that he beat an odds-on favourite and he was really coming away on the line. So I think there's more to come from him. Three, four, seven, and one. Let's see what Darren's found in race one. Three, seven, four, one. His numbers identical to Brad and uh, he is with straight charge on top in the first race number two guys we move on to the staying contest benchmark 78 over 2400 meters and number one i'm a dirty rascal he carries the 62 and a half here's your three dollar favorite they made him three dollars this morning post scratchings two father's day at five three cruise missile 26 four first light six dollars five auspicious cloud 480 six deniloquin 19 seven is out eight our bambino 17 and number nine, Youthful, at $6. She's been a drifter from $4.80. I'm a dirty rascal, $3 here. And this on the text line, Derek from Canulla. Good morning, Marlo. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope Brad Gray has the green wiggle kit on for the punters this morning. Can you confirm, Brad? Can you confirm? I, I cannot confirm, no. It's not on at the moment. It's a plain white shirt, so pretty boring. At least you got something on. That's it. That's right. That's a beauty of radio, isn't it? Exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, speed here, guys. There's not a lot of it. Uh, so you've got Father's Day going forward. Uh, he's been a bit of a control freak uh, at his past couple. He'll dictate once more. I've seen a few speed maps with I'm a Dirty Rascal being ridden conservatively. I think today is the day they have to push the button, don't they? So it probably just drags uh, Father's Day and gets the drag into the straight from there. Where to you go thereafter? I don't know. Maybe Auspicious Cloud can hold some kind of position here. Yeah, look, I'm with I'm Dirty Rascal. One, two, three, and nine. Look, the 62, kit, 62 and a half, but he's just dead set, ready to win now, third up. Conceded he was run to suit there last start in the, the listed Christmas Cup, but he had to make that long, wide, sustained run. He got pushed even wider on the turn, then got into a bumping duel down in the straight. So a lot of horses would have turned it up, but he just, he, to his credit, he just kept finding and wanting to to really hit the line. I thought that effort was just full of merit to be only second up and 
and to have all those excuses. So the big plus is, I agree with Brad, uh, Brad he finally draws a gate, maps well, proving he can sprint off slow and fast tempo. So I think he's a pretty good bet. I'm a dirty rascal. I do think he might trade a little bit better. So I'm going to keep my powder dry there. The two fathers, Dave, flying this preparation, career best form. Yes, he did have all favours leading last start in a very slow tempo, but just did it with ease after being well back. So he goes straight to the front and can control again. The three cruise missiles, probably the, the rough of the race for mine. Just nothing's gone right. All preparation. Finally gets a positive race set up today. Barry won the bleakest day on and gets in okay at the weights with the claim. And the nine youthful heavily backed in the last couple on the provincial circuit and probably should have won both of them, really. Just missed last start and no weight can break through. But I like I'm dirty. I'm a dirty rascal. A good bet for me. One, two, three, nine, Brad. Yeah, I'm with him. I've gone with the donkey vote here. One, two, three, and four down the page. So he has to be the starting point, doesn't he? Because with due respect to his rivals here, they're all pretty much coming through midweek company. He's the one that's coming back in grade from listed company where he chased home Stockman in the Christmas Cup. So I think all being equal, he's just better than benchmark 78 level stayer. Nice sense of timing. He did return this campaign on the back of a 50-week break. So he was always going to improve with a few runs under his belt. Although the weight is a bit of a leveller, uh, I think he's simply too good for these. So I'm confidently in his corner as well. Two Father's Day. The big advantage he's got is, again, that he'll completely dictate this race from out in front. So loses that association with Rachel King. But I imagine Dylan Gibbons is issued with exactly the same instructions. Go straight to the front, get a breather and kick for home. You know that he's a horse that will just keep grinding away from out in front. I agree with Nick's assessment regarding the best roughie in the race, Cruise Missile. I think he's ready to do something now, 2,400 motors. We're just left flat-footed there, over 2,000 metres. Got a bit tight there at Randwick just last week. So intent to be read into the backup. Uh, the way he picked himself up and still ran through the line, he could be an improver at the 2,400 metres. And first light, uh, now he's he's won again. Uh, a bit of a drought breaker there last time out. There's every chance he can go right on with the job, albeit he was well held by Father's Day two starts ago. One, two, three, and four. Darren Flindell in race number two is one, two, three, and five. Makes it... Uh Three out of three for I'm a Dirty Rascal for our uh, tipsters this morning. One, two, three, five for Darren. By the way, boys, I was trying to think, I mean, 60 to a half. Um, can you remember a horse winning on a Saturday in town with that sort of weight recently? I sort of couldn't. I'm sure one of our listeners out there might remember one recently, but it doesn't happen too often when you're talking Saturday Metropolitan Racing, Brad. The one that would come to mind would be Bianco Valana. There's a, yes. highway, a highway count. I think he carried 63 a half, did he? From memory, he carried a stack away. Right. It was wet that day as well. With Jamie well, yeah, the, when it was torrential rain. Yeah, yeah, um, that one. I, I remember that. I still have nightmares because it was eighteen highway horses in the driving rain, and calling the race <laughs> was a challenge, boys. <laughs> but I think you're right, Brad. He could be, he could be one. Um, uh, he had sixty three and a half as I look up his form here. So there you go. He's he's trumped the rascal. Obviously, he ran a. A shorter distance, 1,400 metres. But, uh, yep, it, it is possible, guys. It can be done as we move to the highway. Speaking of which, uh, Class 3 this week over the 1,600 metres. And number one, I'm a true star, $12. Two, he's a copy boy, 19 Three, possibly so, 26 Four, sharp shock, little firm up this morning. He went to two ninety, uh, back out to th- uh, $3.20 now. Five, Mazita, four eighty. Six, final comment at 18 7, Just Like Liam, 11. 8, Dharami, 12. 9, Denarau, 21. 10, Osbred Kui, 81. 11, Chairman's List, 19. 12, McKeon, at 16. 13, Persian Dancer, 21. 14, Discreet Lady, 51. 15, Amalfi Amore, 81. 
and 16 Magic Pharaoh at $19. No scratchings. Four Sharp Shock, $3.20, went up four twenty on Wednesday, so he's firmed a full point in the market, Brad. And he should get his chance. Uh, there's a bit of speed here for him to rattle home over the top, so Persian Dancer has a role to play in the speed. The same can be said for Mazita. I like the booking there of Tim Clark. Amalfia Moore comes across from the wide gate, even maybe just like Liam, and then you've got the likes of McKeon punching up and, and proving prominent throughout here, Nick. Four, thirteen, one, and five, guys. Yeah, I've got Sharp Shock on top, and just breaking down his last couple of starts, they've both had sectional merit. And look, he was back in distance there last start at Ramwick, and he just got into an awkward spot after getting too far back from the start. But you had to like how he flashed home into second. He beat the rest easily. Yes, he saved all the ground, but his final two hundred metres was a clear race fastest. He finds a very winnable highway. That's the big tick for mine today. And the rise back out to the 1600 looks ideal. And I think just with even luck, I think he can just show his late strength and he's going to be really hard to hold out. The 13 Persian dancer, that's probably the knockout chance or rough in the race. I think she's um, going really good this preparation. She's coming off a career peak figure. I know it's only a benchmark 58 at Corolla, but she's the likely leader, rock hard fit, and can just keep plugging up there in front. The one I'm a true star, too much to do there last start after having to make that long wide sustained run, which was a race just run at a dead set walking speed. So the blinkers come off. He's a consistent performer at this level. And the five Mazita, Tim Clark goes on. Savage drifter there in the betting last start at Gosford, which was that transferred meeting from Scone. But he had to always face the breeze in the moderate tempo, but ran a really strong last split home. So he, he ran time overall as well. But Tim Clark going on, it's just the price factor for me to put him to fourth pick. But I really do like Sharp Shock. Four, thirteen, one and five. Brad? Yeah, I'm keen on his chances as well. I'm scaring myself, actually, how keen I am here on a highway runner. 4, 5, 11 and 16. It's just his race to lose, isn't it? I think all he has to do is really hold his form uh, and he'll beat these. So he coped well with a drop back from 1,600 metres to 1,400 metres last start. Cleared out from the rest, as you say, Nick. And I think one of the key takeaways from those two performances is in both instances, the leader won the race. Uh, so here he is in a race that does look to be lacking a bit of depth and a race with a bit of speed, so he shouldn't have any excuses whatsoever. Mazita, I do like the way that he's trending. He was good at Musselbrook, and he was even better at Gosford last start. So now fourth up, Tim Clark. I think there is room to improve again, and he could jump off that uh, that mark there further last start. So 11 chairman's list. Didn't have a lot of luck last time out. Uh, we'll poke through towards the inside. Need luck at the right time again, but could be strong through the line. Was an overachiever last start at big odds. And Magic Pharaoh, if you're making a case for Mazita... Surely she has to be in the conversation, given she did jump $2.10 against Mazita's $2.80 last start, got a long way out of the ground, and was doing her best work late, so little knockout claims, 4, 5, 11, and 16. Darren's with 4 as well, to beat 9, 16, and 5. Sharp shock for race caller Darren Flindell in the third. Race 4, benchmark 72, 1,200 metres at Randwick. Previewing the card with Nick Burney and Brad Gray this morning, and number 1, Conrad, is at $13. 2, Liberty Sun, 23 Scratch three, four, Uzziah, 26. Number five, Crips Tonight, is an $8 price. Been a big drifter from five since the market went up on Wednesday. Number six, Doddy at $9. Seven, Ningaloo Star, 370, a firmer from five. Eight, Sabrenko at 10. Nine, Super, 19. Ten, Herb at $9. Eleven, Pad Thai, 21. Twelve, Mr. Rocket, nine. Thirteen, Romeo's Choice, eight. And 14, not that easy, at $81. Favourite, Ningaloo Star, number 7 at $3.70 for race for the midway, Brad.
Yeah, she should get the right run. She won't be too far away. I think they're positive early. Romeo's choice looks to come across from the gate. Crips tonight holds a prominent position from the inside. Uzziah, uh, he won't be too far away. And Sabrenka uh, can be ridden with some intent, albeit uh, she is a versatile mare here, Nick. Yeah, 7, 6, 12 and 2 here, guys. I'm pretty keen here, uh, Ningaloo Star. I think we're going to probably get better odds closer to the jump as well, but she's just been a model of consistency or preparation. I thought she was extremely brave in defeat there last start. When running second beyond the improving Terramato, which was a very high-rating race relative to the day, she had to sit in the two position, always face the breeze in a fast pace. Then was left in front a long way from home and just never shirked her task to the line. So the other on pace has actually faded out of that, so added extra merit to her run. She performs well at this track and distance, gets a senior rider in Craig Williams and rolls forward with a nice map. So I think she's a great bet in Ingaloo star today. The sixth Dodie... If I like uh, Ningaloo Star, I have to make it a case for Dodie, who did SP shorter in the market that day, but just had genuine excuses. Last um, Pulled up with heat stress and thumps, as I read there, and just have to be forgiving. She can bounce back. The 12 missed a rocket. Returned well there. Strong win first up at Kemler Grange. Showed really strong late strength and sectional. So he'll appreciate the strong tempo up front. Gets in very light with um, here and a definite chance. And the two Liberty Sun. Just forget went round there last start in stronger grade. Went always out there three wide out on a limb. But I do think Ningaloo Star is one of the better bets of the day. Seven, six, twelve, and two, Brad. Yeah, I like her as well here, Ningaloo Star. It's a bit like the highway, isn't it? If not for sharp shock, where do you turn? And I think it's a pretty similar case for Ningaloo Star. I was a little bit surprised that five dollars was bet. Uh, early doors, but now that's been corrected, $3.70. But I know she's been up for a long time. This is actually her 11th run of the campaign, but all she has to do is hold her form and arguably... Um, her latest three runs have been the best of her career, so I love that form reference behind Terramata, who is a progressive mare. Uh, she dashed clear like the winner, Ningaloo Star, and just found one a little bit too good, beat the rest comfortably enough, and this race is no harder. 13, Romeo's Choice. I think they will be positive from the gate. Uh, no other option there, really, for Tommy Berry, drawn 14 of 14. Resumed a winner at Hawkesbury first up. I know his strike rate doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, but you look back through the depths of his form lines, Particularly the back end of last campaign, he was beaten less than a length by Bunker Hut, a fourth Chalton Lane. That reads well for this, and he has got the necessary speed to offset the gate. One Conrad, inclined to give him another chance. I was half keen on his chances there first up. He looked a little bit disappointing to the eye, but apparently the wash up there is that he threw a shoe, and I think he is a horse with dodgy feet to begin with, so that probably didn't help, but here he is back in grade fitter and draws a better a better marble, so he could bounce back without surprising. And Dodie, I've got in as the fourth pick. So 7, 13, 1 and 6. For Darren, race 4, 7, 2, 4 and 10. So Ningaloo Star gets the nod for Darren as well there on top of 2, 4 and 10. Race 4, 7, 2, 4, 10. As we press on to race number 5, and this is a benchmark 74 over the 1,600 metres, and uh, this is for Doyle's Breeding and Racing. I've just remembered I haven't been reading the sponsors. I got chipped for that. Uh, so you know what? I'll go back to the first. Drinkwise Plate, race one. Uh, good on your Drinkwise. Uh, please do that over Christmas too, everyone. Race two for Kia Aura Prague. Race three at Randwick today. Won't load. Uh, Tab Highway. So we've sponsored the highway this week, Brad. Uh, good on us. Uh, shelling out over Christmas. No sponsor for the Midway still. I've been petitioning for this for weeks. Uh, if you're out there listening to the show and you've thought about sponsoring the race, the poor old Midway every week gets shafted. Uh, so chime in. Uh, it needs a sponsor badly. Race number five. We get back to the market. And race one is a uh, – number one is a scratching. Two clear choice at $3.70. He's been a trim up this morning. 3 dollars now $3.70. 
A couple of moves in the market there for clear choice. Three is out. Four built at $5. Five ballistic kids at 17 Six Fun Sunday, 19 Seven Whiskey Wisdom, 13 Then we go down to number eight, Owen County. Second up for the New Yard, 23 Nine Mistress at $4.60. Ten Zen Master at $10. That's a firm from 13 11 is out and 12 Methuselah at $4.60. He went up nine on Wednesday, Methuselah, so they've chipped away at him. He's got the lightweight 53 and a half, and he's been a firmer. That's race number five, Brad. Talk us through the map. And a lot of speed here. Clear choice, potentially default straight to the front. Ballistic kids can come across. Other than that, I don't really know where to turn, particularly after we lost O de V this morning, Nick. Yeah, I'm 12, 10, 6 and 9 here, guys. I've got, I like the three-year-olds in this race. I'm with Matusalem going on top. And I just liked his win uh, prior to spelling. He went out on a career peak figure there at Kensington. And he did it with a little bit of style. Yes, he had every chance, but he accelerated hard. And he ran good building splits relative to the day. So he's only had the 59 days off the scene. So he's still got that residual fitness. And he's trolled up well. He's the let relatively lightly race, improving type. And I think he can really progress through the grades, this preparation, down in the weights uh, with a positive map. I think he can be close enough here today to, to be within striking distance. The 10 Zen Master is definitely the knockout chance. Uh, got too far back, not entirely comfortable around Warwick Farm as well, I thought, there first up. So he built momentum, um, liked his bounds past the post, just said he's going to come on from that out to the 1,600 metres onto a bigger track. The Six Fun Sunday, another... Another roughie that interests me, I'll probably have to have something on uh, the exotics here because a couple of ones at odds, but he's the other one, so I should say she. He was just first up and much better than what the eye shows. She was outpaced, up-tempo, out-sprinted, and what, a race that was run very slowly, but she closed off well, and the market said should improve from that run. And the nine mistress ran very good time there at Wyong the other day. I just got a little query uh, on soft ground, just coming in at those shorter odds, but she can run a race. But I do like 12, 10, 6, and 9 here uh, in the fifth, Brad. Yeah, I've seen it, seen it very similar here, Nick. So when you see such a, an evenly matched race, the first thing you do is gravitate towards those horses with upside, uh, and it just takes you right down the bottom of the page, doesn't it? So 12, 10, 2 and 4 for me, Martuslam. I just want to see that market continue to firm with him. I think that'll be telling, because if he... There's a bit of my confidence to suggest that he can kick off where he left off last campaign, I think he finds a very winnable race here. So the last time we saw him, it was over the 1,800 metres. He won with authority. That is a race that did produce four subsequent winners. And I like the fact that he tackles the mile here after an eight-week freshen. There's a bit of intent to be read into that. I think he's Magic Millions bound. Uh, so if that's the case, he shouldn't be too far away, given that's only a matter, matter of weeks away. 10 Zen Master has been a nibble of support around for him. Not completely surprised there. I like the way that he closed off at the end of 1,400 metres. First up, ran right through the line. He was a big improver out to the 1550 last campaign to break his maiden. It was a pretty handy maiden as, as well. He beat Kapakiri and Futame, and that was on the back of a luckless run in a very deep two-year-old maiden behind King Colorado. So he's got some talent, two clear choice. He's probably found his level, uh, but he's very consistent, isn't he? He's rarely far away. He finds a race where he can potentially get control, and he only has to hold his form to be in the finish again. And four built. Got the better of clear choice last start. He's been freshened up since then. Clear choice ran in an hour of cut. Built won't want this track to be too wet. That's the key for him. He needs luck at the right time from barrier one, but doesn't sure he gets a, a soft run throughout. 12, 10, 2 and 4. Uh, let's see what Darren's uh, done with his selections here, race five. He's uh, found Zen Master and keen on it as a value special at the $10. Number 10 to beat 2, 4 and 9. 
Race number six is for the Agency Real Estate, a benchmark 78, and it's over the 1,200-metre distance. We run through the market here. Number one is Miss Hellfire. It's a $5 chance. Two, Principessa at 14 Three, Amnesty, $17. Scratch four. Five, Sonora, 19 Six, Speak Up at 26 Seven, For Real Life, 41 Eight, Valiancy at $4. 460 on Wednesday. Nine, Molly Nails. I spoke to Matt Dale this morning. 15 to 12 today. Ten, Serena Sophia, $4.40. 11 euros at seven. And 12, Royal Invader at $10. Favourite in race number six is horse number eight, Valiancy at $4. As Brad talks us through the map. Uh, we'll bounce out, make your own luck. Euros won't be too far away. I wouldn't say it's a high-pressure race, and I do think Miss Hellfire uh, comes across to keep Sonora company, particularly after we lost Afterlight this morning. So again, not a race stacked with speed. Before your tips, Nick, I might just pick your, your brain in terms of how you think this track might play today. Uh, yeah, on the soft six, I know we've got a little bit of a downgrade. I think it'll play relatively even, if maybe off the fence with that rain, but I think it's Ramick's been playing quite pace-related, so I want to go in um, with that mindset, but I have thought with the rain overnight, they might just want to edge off that two or three lane, possibly. Um, but on my selections, I'm 10, 8, 1 and 11 here, guys. I like Serena Sophia. Uh, she's just looked dead set, ready to peak third up, and I like the profile for her race. She's clearly come back, improved this preparation. She had the factors against first up, and when running second to Terra Mata, and then again was very unlucky at Canterbury after being heavily backed late in the trade. Gets out to the 1,200 metres now on the bigger track with a solid platform. So a few big ticks there for me. And I just think she's a really good bet. And it's quite well weighted for mine. Uh, the eight balance, that's the, she's the one that's just been racing in this grade. So for a lot of her opposition now have to um, step up to the benchmark 78 level. And she was really honest there last start behind Leggio 10 after chasing a fast tempo. And was really only one of the on-pace survivors, so most faded out there, so an extra little plus or bonus for her. Deserves to be at the top of the market, especially with Craig Williams riding from the soft gate. The one Miss Hellfire, I liked her first up run behind Eagles Nest. She ran very good splits there, and there was out on a limb last start and tried hard um, into second position there uh, behind Louvois, or third, I should say. And third up now, senior rider goes on, so she's ready to win. And the 11 euro. Much improved effort there last start at Canterbury and ready to improve third up. But I really do like Serena Sophia today. 10, 8, 1 and 11, Brad. Yeah, I've gone with Miss Hellfire here. Uh, sticking with her. I've been with her all the way through and I think she is ready to win. So she's got a nice little sense of timing about her. Third up, back to Mayor's grade. 1, 8, 10 and 2 is the way that I've seen them. So she was great first up. You touched on that, Nick. She was... The fastest closing splits across the entire meeting behind Eagle Nest, who completely got control. Then I thought she was quite good there, covering ground behind Louvois, a horse that went straight to the front and just dragged its rivals out of their comfort zone. So I'm convinced that another win is just around the corner for her. Uh, I do like the depth of form that Valiancy brings into this. It was a big improver there. Second up, that coincided with not only getting out from 1,000 metres to 1,100 metres, but just getting her toe into the ground. So a big watch in terms of how this... Uh, track goes throughout the day. She won't want it to dry out too much, but a third behind Legio 10 has to be a strong reference for this, and we've seen Dollar Magic come out and frank that form line further since. Serena Sophia, no knock there. She does look ready to win in her own right. Uh, a couple of seconds to her name this time back. Shouldn't have any excuses here from the soft draw, just parking up in behind the speed. And I've, I've put in Principessa. Um, now, you look at her first up form, and it, and it 
it maybe it's a little bit flattering given she's a horse that took a long time to break her maiden and three of those four first up performances were in maiden company but sting out of the ground soft gate 1200 meters nice and fresh if she sees a bit of daylight from the inside every chance that she can run home and and get into the money one eight ten and two darren in race number six has gone with valiancy number eight on top to beat 10 one and 11. I've got good news. Uh, we found a new photo for Nick. So, mate, they've replaced it with a, an updated one. You'll be pleased to know. Oh, thank you, Bushy. He's <laughs> a great man. Oh, that's a massive result. Thank you to him. Merry Christmas. Gets you back, buddy. Uh, race number seven we move to, guys. It's the Price Air, uh, Precise Air, benchmark 88 over 1,100 metres. And the market looks this way. Number one on the lead is at $26. Two, Meritable at nine. Three, Fox Fighter, 14. Number four, Munitions at 51. Five, With Your Blessing, currently at $5. Six, Garrison, 17. Seven, Sneaky Page, 12. Eight, Var Via, 7. Nine, Tri-State at $9.50. Uh, we heard from Steve Ralton this morning. There's a late gear change there. Uh, he had some sensitivity in a, a hoof this morning, so they've put that bar shoe on, and he'll be subject to a veterinary examination when he arrives on course. Ten, Wave Rider Boy at 440. 51 for number 11, Noble Soldier. And 12, Stromboli's been the main firmer in this race. $12 on Wednesday, now 650, And scratch number 13. So favourite here in what is an open market is 10 Wave Rider Boy at 440. It doesn't sound ideal, does it, regarding Tri-State? No. Uh, keep an eye on that because he's got a big hope here and he's got a big role to play as far as the speed goes. So I think the key with Tri-State in the past is that he's been at his most dynamic when he's been able to lead and I think he gets those circumstances today so with your blessing can keep him company from the wide draw come across Garrison uh, typically isn't too far away and a lot of the support for Stromboli is on the back of how well he maps here Nick just should get a camp in behind the speed and certainly settle much closer than we saw from him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah that's what I'm hoping Brad I'm 12-5-8-2 I'm with Stromboli look he's been well found now He's gone off, but I can understand the market push. He, he just was restrained from a wide draw there last start and got into an impossible position. Checked and blocked at key stages, but you had to like once he got clear the way he searched the line and hit, hit the line very strongly there. He ran one of the fastest final 200s of the meeting. He just gets in with no weight here. So when horses get down on those 51, 52 kilos, they can really enhance their closing speed and acceleration. Gets a significant barrier change. So... He can settle closer. That's what I'm hoping. And I really do think if Tri-State's in the race, he's going to get that genuine tempo and to be able to just weave his passage through the pack and hit the line strongly there. The five with your blessing. I tossed and turned to put this on top because I liked it there last start. Race below market expectations. But if it gets back to its Kembla win, two back, it's going to be very hard to beat. Sting out suits. And I really do think they'll... They'll want to try and lead on with your blessing today. The 8 Varvia raced well last preparation. Won the 3 out of 7. SP favourite in majority of runs down in, in down at Caulfield and Flemington around those areas. So brings very strong form lines for this. Just suspect they'll probably snag back from the wide jaw and just be saved for the last shot. And the 2 Meritable, fantastic first up run there at Rose Hill and having his first start for Mark Minivetti. He must to get every chance and has to go in. But I do like Stromboli at the odds. 12-5, 8-2, Brad. Yeah, how this track is playing is going to have a big bearing in terms of market support here because a couple of the key chances, Wave Rider Boy and Varvia, both drawn out and I'll need luck at the right time to get into the race. But I've gone 2, 12, 9 and 7, leaning on getting the map right here and I think Meritable uh, does get the right run looking at where he's drawn. So just got under our guards there first up at Rose Hill, didn't he? Sent around triple figure odds, if you don't mind 
for Mike Minivini, uh, if not for a blistering finish from Dragonstone, he wins the race, uh, given he was ducking and weaving in behind and, and got past Malkovich. So the trade-off today is, of course, he's nowhere near that first up quote. We're being asked to take $9, but I like the setup, and I think that is the strongest form reference coming into this. So I'm happy to trust that he can bounce off that. 12 Stromboli, uh, I originally missed him. I went back and and had a look at his last start performance, and there was merit to it, to it, wasn't there? So he ran eighth, but he got a long way back in the run. He was only picking them off that last little bit. So down in the weights, draws soft, uh, he'll run well, albeit he has been up for some time. Tri-State, uh, with that map, I think he can bounce back to his best form. Everything aligns for him to run up to his best, and his best gives this a shake. He'll look the winner at some point in the race. And seven, Sneaky Page. I didn't really know what to make of that first up run, but... She'd SP in the market. She was $6.50 and heavily supported. Loomed like she was going to win and then just peaked on a run. Was it a fitness thing? Does she want it wetter? I don't know. Uh, but there was too much in her favour that day and too much smoke around us to suggest that we can give up straight away. 2, 12, 9 and 7. In race 7 for Darren Flindell, his numbers 12, 7, 10 and 2. 12 on top for Darren Stromboli in uh, that race. Uh, the... Uh, seventh on the program. So recapping, 12, 7, 10, 2 for Darren Flindell. As we kick on to race number eight at Randwick, it's the benchmark 100 for Schweppes. 1,400 metres is the distance, and number one, Frosty Rocks, is $34. Two, Cinnawan at $8, virtually unchanged all week, open seven. Three, Lord Ardmore at 23. Four, Waihaha Falls, easy in the market to 4.40. Five, Art Cadeau at 18. Six conscript at 16. Scratch seven. Number eight, our Redente at five. Nine perfect thoughts, six in from ten. Ten Cavalier Charles at 480. Firma from nine. Eleven is out. And 12 Battleton at $8.50. He went up 10 on Wednesday. That's race number eight, Brad. Yeah, the topical tip, Frosty, isn't it? Frosty the snowman in front, he'll be doing his thing. Conscript, I don't think, will be too far away, albeit, uh, as you were speaking to, to Sterling this morning uh, about Conscript, Luke, he is a query, isn't he, jumping from 1,100 metres to 1,400 metres, but he should have the speed to, to put himself right there in the run in Cavalier Charles, versatile, uh, listening to Matt Dale this morning, the plan is just to take a bit of cover in behind the speed, and if he lands there, it'll be hard enough to beat, but I don't think it'll be a, a fast run race, probably pending tactics, Frosty Rocks. Yeah, 9, 4, 12 and 10 here, guys. I thought Perfect Thought was the value better today, but it's now into $6, so I might have to make it the next best. But, look, I think it's just going to improve sharply here, second up over more ground. Had excuses first up throughout transit. Wasn't suited to the to the race shape. It was just building momentum before, just having that little check and block at a critical stage. But I liked how he picked himself up and closed off really well. The rise to 1,400 metres suits. Jockey... Craig Williams, he makes a trip up to ride this horse. And just going back through his form, he's a Carbine Club winner. He pushed Kovalika one day. He has paid $4.50 against Pericles last prep. So there's just plenty of pointers to say that he is over the odds. Look, $6 now, he, he is probably his price, well found. Um, but I still think he's a bet around that mark. The four way half falls, solid first up. He's just screaming for the 1,400 metres now, third up. And don't be scared of the break between runs. That's his usual profile. And the rain overnight was key for that horse. The 12 Battleton's probably one of the odds that I could make a little case for. He's just got the profile of a horse with no weight. He can settle that little bit closer. He's had the two trials in over 900 and 1,000. So he's going to have an, a strong enough fitness base to run well here. And he just has to go into everything. And the 10 Cavalier Charles, just racing in career best form, back to around with 1,400 metre suits, has that fitness edge on a few here and rolls forward. But 
I quite like Perfect Fort, even with the, the tricky gate. 9, 4, 11 and 10. Brad? Yeah, I'm with Cavalier Charles. 10, 4, 2 and 8. A few different opinions floating around regarding this race. Cavalier Charles, I can only see him running well. So he hit the front in the community chest at Canberra last start. Was picked off late by the closers. I love the setup here. Dropped to the 53 kilos. Four weeks between runs. You look at his most recent three runs off month freshens and they've been amongst the best of his career so he's versatile in terms of where he can settle but if he does get that drop on the speed uh, he shouldn't have any excuses like the depth of his barn dance form his kosciuszko form four way haha falls he looks ready to win third up there are a few negatives in that he's drawn to give away a big head start will he does he want to touch wetter potentially he won't want the track to dry out too much and i would have liked to have seen a little bit more speed on paper that said he was a touch unlucky not to be fighting at the finish of the razor sharp and we know he loves Randwick. If you make a case for way ha ha falls, Sinawan has to be in the conversation. I thought he was only fair first and second up. Good to see him show a sign of his old form there last start. Two suggested he's going to, to turn a corner shortly. Uh, two lengths separated what first to eighth in that race, that same race as way ha ha falls, which is a little query in itself. But Sinawan looks to be trending the right way and if he can improve further now fourth up and get towards that, that best form we've seen from in the past, this is winnable for him and Eight hour Redonte. I didn't really know how to to line him up, but on the strength of his return there at Caulfield, uh, it was very good enlisted company. He came with a rush to just miss behind Ganate, and that reads quite well for this. So I'd monitor any further market confidence around that galloper. Ten, four, two, and eight. Darren Flindell's numbers. Race number eight. He's nine on top. Perfect thought to beat two, four, and ten. And on Frosty Rocks, Brad um, Bjorn Baker's uh, Instagram has put out a good video of Frosty. He's been schooling over the jumps this week um, in an attempt to try and recapture some form. They did it successfully with Father's Day. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, Brad, he's not a natural frosty. He, um, If oh, you watch really? the vision, he, oh, he took a while to, to even <laughs> clear the, the, the smallest of logs. He was not interested, but uh, he, he popped over a small one in the end, uh, that, that vision coming through. And that's the good part about social media. There's plenty of bad on there, Brad, but uh, we get this sort of gold that, uh, you know, behind the scenes look, um, even in racing, Bjorn's pretty good at it, putting out some information, and you just never know. Something like that, um, an older horse, it can just um, switch them on, can't it? Yeah, hopefully he didn't melt under the pressure, old Frosty, but uh, I know today there's a um, a parade as well, uh, so Santa will be there. Oh. Uh, I think they normally have a few baubles floating around, maybe a few elves, but Last year, off the top of my head, they didn't have a snowman. So if Frosty doesn't put up his hand, maybe we can get Nick in a bit of a, a Frosty the Snowman suit to, to parade and, and wave to the children. <laughs> if, if someone brings a suit, I'll, I'll put it on. There you go. <laughs> well, Same player. There you go. I'm not sure that the three of us have the build to be Santa Claus anyway. I'll have to contact. That's a fair shout. We can work on that over Christmas. Maybe I'll see what Dave Stanley's doing today. Uh, DS on your day off. <laughs> Put the Santa suit on. Race number nine, guys, is a benchmark at 98 to 1,800 metres. And I said this this morning when I spoke to Brett Devine. Oh, I think it's a, a classy touch from uh, the ATC. I know the Brisbane Racing Club have done it as well. Uh, named a race after our late friend, uh, Jock Gologli. Um, this is the Vale Allen Jock Gologli benchmark 78. And uh, we miss you, mate, already. Um, one is out. Two, Promido, $18. Three, Rogue Bear at $7.50. Four, Aristonis, two ninety, just out of touch from two eighty this morning. Five, So United is at 13 Six, Too Much Caviar, 6 Seven, Harrow, 34 Eight, State of America, five fifty. Nine is out. Ten, The Dramatist at $26. Eleven, Bowery Breeze at 15 12 New Republic, 34 13, Angel of Light at 23. 
and 14, the Englishman at 14. Scratch the bottom two. Yeah, wouldn't it be something if Rogue Bear was happen to lob today? It would be very popular, won't he? So, Blinker's first time for that gallop, eh? Drawn barrier one, he should get his chance. He's actually Chris Lee's only runner across the entire card. So, looking at the speed in the race, it'll be largely up to the Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bot train pair. Too much caviar and so united. Other than that, there's no real natural front runners. State of America, there was a change of tactics last start to be ridden more conservatively. And he hit the line quite well. Primito, can he hold a spot? Maybe, but you're left clutching at straws a little bit. And I think this will be a bit of a dash home at the finish, Nick. Yeah, I'm 411, 8 and 6 guys here. I'm really keen, Aristonis. It would be better the day for me. And I just thought his uh, return there a few weeks back was full of merit. Um, he was entering his second Australian campaign. He wasn't suited to that sit and sprint race shape, but he just had to make that long, sustained sprint. And you just had nothing to bring him into the race, and you break down his sectionals, and he just had to exert so much energy between that 600 to 200. Look, he peaked on his run, but I liked how he kept trying all the way to the line. He just has a very strong profile for today's race. I hope he can sell that little bit closer. I'd be very happy with midfield, and I think he can just only step off that first up performance. And from a ratings perspective, if he does that, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I think we're almost going to get about $3 about him. I think that's a very strong bet for mine around at the 1,800 metres now. The 11 Bowery Breeze is going to have something on this as well. I think it's $14 that you said, Luke. Look, had every chance last start at Kensington, uh, stalking a very slow speed, but um, hit the line very strongly there. And you do look at its form, you go 1,400 to 1,800, a little bit concerning, but she's actually done that before and won. And if she can hold that form from last start, I think she's well over the odds here. And the rain over the night, rain overnight is only a plus. State of America racing really well. Last win came at... At this track and distance she faces today, just had no luck there last start, but picked up well and hit the line. And the six, too much caviar, trialled well enough, fresh, um, solid fresh record. So resuming over the 1,800 metres isn't that, that much of a concern. Rolls forward, be tough to get past, but really keen on Aristonis here, guys. Uh, this would be my main Christmas bet, 4.11, 8 and 6, Brad. He's going to be popular, isn't he? I'm with him also. Four, six, five, and eleven. He's just the most progressive horse in the field, isn't he? So if he wants to put his hand up and say that I'm a horse that can go through the grades, he really should be winning this. So he hit the ground running in his first Australian campaign. Won two on the bounce. Uh, he returned there at Randwick a couple of weeks ago, and he got home strongly into third in a race where the first two turning for home ended up fighting out the finish. They ran the Quinella. So that lays a nice platform for his campaign. Second up, 1,800 metres. You'd love to see him use the gate. Whether he's got the tactical speed to do that, I don't know. But that would offset the little query in terms of a lack of tempo here. But I think all being equal, uh, he wins and he wins well. Six, too much caviar. I like the intent to be ready to first up, 1,800 metres. Three trials under his belt. He won the latest of those in really good style. So he's clearly come back well. 2,400 metres potentially found him out at the back end of last campaign. I think 18, 2,000 metres is probably his sweet spot, and with on-speed favours, he's going to look the winner at some point. The same can be said for So United, who I think he's the big improver from what he did first up, which just run off his feet there over the 15.50 at Canterbury. He's stuck on okay at the finish. This trip is more his go, and Again, the biggest tick for him is the potential control that he'll get out in front. So inclined to keep him safe. And I've also made a spot for Bowery Breeze. I've always had a bit of time for this mare, particularly on rain-affected ground. So she's another one. She won't want this track to dry out too much. She has got a big win to her name over this track and trip uh, a couple of campaigns ago, albeit against the mares, but uh, wasn't that far uh, away. And she has come here at our last start winner at the midweeks where she did sprint powerfully. So needs a few things to fall into place, but we know she's got to turn her foot uh, to put herself right in the mix. Four, six, five, and 11 in race nine.
He's a special for Darren, number four, Aristonis, on top to beat three, six and eleven, race nine. As we arrive at the last at Randwick today, and it is the tab benchmark 78 over 1,300 metres, number one, Selleck, is at 41. Two, Danau Star, $4.40. Three, Robusto, eight fifty. Scratch four. Number five, Cheerful Legend, $18. Six, Tested Tour, Selens at five fifty. He went up uh, seven on Wednesday, as long as $8.50, back into that five fifty price. Seven is out. Eight, Rebel Shadow, 17. Nine, Sir Ravenelli at $12. Ten, Child Wolf at $4.40. Eleven, Master Showman at six. Scratch 12. Thirteen, Anything Goes at 26. And 14, Cadet Ship at 19. Scratch 15 through to 18. Favourite in the last is equally. Numbers two to now star and ten, Child Wolf. Yeah, now Star gets on speed favours now, particularly after scratching, so I can see why he's firm enough in the market. Master Showman comes across to keep him company. Sir Ravenelli won't be too far away. We did see Cheerful Legend there right on top of the speed last start, but I think looking at uh, the shape of this race, he'll be given the chance to, to take a bit of cover here, and you'd love to see Che Wolf just settle in behind the speed. Whether he's got the tactical speed to get there over the 1,300 metres remains to be seen, but speed okay here, Nick, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm 11, 6, 10 and 2 to finish off the day. I like Master Showman. Just think now, third up, Ramwick Suits can build into a nice rhythm, rhythm over the 1,300 metres with Tim Clark on and go through his ratings profile. He has multiple uh, figures to win this race. I just wanted to lean his way and he did return as a gelding this preparation. He's had the two starts at Canterbury. So I think just getting onto that bigger track, um, he can only improve. The six tested all Selene's. Uh, wasn't suited to the race shape there first up, and I thought ran on really well in which was a race that produced a solid last section. She, he's got country championships form and a positive map here today. Chao Wolf is that lightly raced scalloper on the upward spiral. It's second to a subsequent Group 1 place getter in NCAP. Um, and gets another positive map. All it comes down to me for this horse is, is the market. In the last three minutes, if it's heavily backed, the computers are happy to chime in then. Uh, that could change my thinking because it might be very hard to beat. But if it drifts, I'm happy to let it go around. And the two Denal star, back-to-back wins. Uh, did have last use of the track there, but kept, kept, kept plugging, I should say, at Kemmler Grange to win. And the rain overnight only helped. So perfect map um, for it as well. But I do like Master Showman to finish off the day. 11-6-10-2. He could be the most interesting runner across the entire meeting, couldn't he, this Che Wolf? Uh, I'm with him, 10 6 3 and. And 11. I do echo your thoughts, Nick, in terms of I'd love to see that that firmness in the market continue all the way through to this point. Uh, he is solid enough. I love what he did in his first campaign. I know that Joe Pride holds him in high regard. Not too many horses make a leap from a maiden midweek straight into a group two there. I know it was against uh, his own age, three-year-olds, but he fought out the finish with NCAP. NCAP subsequently fought out the finish in the Golden Rose. And in third was Tom Kitten, who blitzed his rivals in the spring champion. So genuine group one depth to his three-year-old form lines. I'd be more confident if this was 1,400 metres as opposed to 1,300 metres, but we have no idea how good he might be. He's only had the one trial, was pretty soft. I didn't mind the way that he was moving through the line. So, yeah, just to reiterate that point, we'd like to see uh, a good market push for him late to suggest that he's ready to go here first up. Six, Tessator Salenz. It's a stalemate to Che Wolf. It's the one with the runs on the board. Didn't really know what to expect from this horse first up 
uh, having its first run there for, for Joe Pride, having formerly been trained by Luke Clark. He's gone full circle, actually started with Joe, didn't have a run for Joe, went to Luke, uh, and now he's back again. So we know his best is absolutely good enough to give this a shake. Maybe lost his weight at the back end of the last campaign, hence a change of scenery, but on the strength of his return there behind Louvois, uh, he can only build off that, and he looks to be getting back to somewhere near his best. Three, Robusto. Normally you'd say no uh, with his profile, 1,400 metres back to 1,300 metres, five weeks between runs, but... He is back in grade here from 84s and, and benchmark 90s. Here he is in a 78, and the blinkers go on. So there is some intent to be read into that. So if he can run on on this track, uh, he'll be really thundering to the line. He's been racing well without winning. And 11 master showman. I can see the angle there. He's been building quite nicely into his preparation himself. He'll stride forward, settle outside the lead, and should get his chance from there. 10, 6, 3, and 11. 6, 3, 10, 2 for Darren Flindell in the last number 6, Testator Solens his top selection. Brad Gray, what is your best for Ramwick? Best for me comes up in the highway. Race three, number four, Sharp Shock. I think it's his day. I was going to make the best value, Miss Hellfire for Peter and Paul Snowden, but that price is gone now with the deductions after after light came out, so we'll make her next best. Race six, number one. So best bet, race three, number four, Sharp Shock. Next best, race six, number one, Miss Hellfire. Nick Burney, what about for yourself? Yeah, race nine, number four, Aristonis. Out to the 1,800 metres, second up. Can only improve off that first up effort. I think it's going to be hard to beat. I think we might get around that $3 mark. They might even push it another roll or two. So happy to back Aristotle. And the value or next best now will be race eight, number nine. Perfect thought. Craig Williams up for the ride. Just a really nice horse with some very uh, deep, strong form line. So happy to be with it as well. Darren's best is Aristotle, race nine, number four. And his value is race five, number 10. Boys, I hope you have a great Christmas. Uh, Brad, what have you got planned? Uh, pretty quiet for me. So, yeah, last year I was more out and about, went up the coast, went to the beach, which mixed, mixed things up over Christmas. But this year it's going to be uh, staying around home, over to the in-laws for lunch, and then all up my side for dinner. So, yeah, I might have to skip breakfast and, and save a bit of room. Outstanding, mate. <laughs> what about for yourself, Nick? Yeah, pretty similar to, to Brad, um, in-laws in the morning, and then um, back to my family in the afternoon. So, It'll be a good day. Looking forward to it. And Merry Christmas to you, Luke, Brad, and everyone listening in. Good on you, boys. Hope there's plenty of winners for you. I'll leave you th- with this text from Keith on the text line, guys. Uh, obviously, Christmas, the tucker's always pretty good. Um, Keith says, hi, Luke. Thanks for the fun. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, good on you, Keith. Same to you, mate. Um, I've been experimenting with a new recipe. You cannot go past a bowl of sardines splashed with a chilled de Bortoli Shiraz to die for. That one from Keith. So, Keith, I'd hate to run into you under the mistletoe after smacking the sardines, but uh, there you go, I don't boys. know if I'll be trying that. Bit of sardines yeah. and wine. How good. <laughs> Have a good day, boys. Oh, God. Thanks, Thanks, Luke. There's Brad Gray and Nick Burney.